the long wait is over. 18 teams, one season, and some actual fans. It's time for your Elite Sweet 16. Tune in. Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done. We go 40 minutes to a title. David Blue to three. On the mark, David Blue. Now Spinelli's drives inside. Look for the alley. EuroLeague Sweet 16, exactly what you need. Hello and welcome to EuroLeague Sweet 16, the place where amazing skinny dipping and also gator fighting happens. And by the way, gator fighting is actually Emmett trying to wrestle off an alligator somewhere over the world, but you know, he'll be with us eventually. Uh, well, as always, I'm Moshe from Team Scott and with us this season, it is with great pleasure that I introduce one of the members of the legendary night out in Belgrade, where very little is remembered from. Uh, Louis, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. As long as there's no more nights out like Belgrade. Just kidding. We need more nights out like Belgrade. I do support this message. As ever, we're going to have, I think, a wonderful season full of uh, uh, surprises that I can guarantee for and vouch for also. Uh, but... Before all of that begins, there is also that, uh, that one thing that usually takes about roughly four minutes or so. It is time to get to the most inaccurately named segment in all of sports and entertainment today, the four-minute warning. Four minutes to get through all the action that just happened in EuroLeague. It's the four-minute warning. And, well, Lewis, I, I think it's fair to say that we've had uh, somewhat of an interesting summer. Uh, we had uh, 18 teams moving around the market, making a whole lot of moves. Having a preseason, uh, uh, their preseason time, you know, tournaments, practices. How do you see all of that? You know, all, all these 18 teams. I mean, the, the big one for me this summer was retirements. That everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's like once a week. It's like, okay, it's my turn to retire now. So it just feels it's a very, very different EuroLeague, which will be pretty interesting to try and figure out who's going where. You know, it is strange. I mean, we, we've seen. From Maccabi, we had Omri Caspi. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, we saw Vasily Spanoulis retiring. We saw Nico Sizis and, and one Lithuanian legend, oh. Jonas Mochulis. Yes, yes, Mochulis retired as well. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, they were not the only ones. We had quite a few, but different rosters, you know, guys that left their marks. They left their, uh, they had their legacy for sure. New ones that we expect to step up. But before we talk individuals, let's talk teams. 18 teams to you, which team made the most interesting moves, the most, you know, that you can consider both power moves and, you know, well, take it from here pretty much. Oh, power move. Okay. So I have to say I would, I mean, okay, I'm going to go with an easy one because I think the moves they've made are almost perfect. Real Madrid. I, I could just, not agree more. They had so many holes in their roster last year and it's just every piece seems to fit so far as long as nobody gets injured you know the most interesting thing about their roster is when you look at last season it felt like they had somewhat of a chink in their armor kind of thing because all of a sudden you see guys that are we had this image of madrid as the perfect club nobody wants to leave madrid like they want to stay it doesn't matter if there's an nba dream they're locked long term nba is not even an option in a lot of ways and then one summer, Faku Campasso, and we see also, uh, well, Gabby Deck. And all of a sudden, you're thinking to yourself, wow, something is happening here. But that 
revolution that whatever you wanted to you know call it it didn't last long because we're seeing now madrid perhaps i think stronger this perhaps is expected to be the strongest version i've seen from them what in the past couple of years and that's yeah and again we're expecting randolph to be back thompkins to be back there's still no word as to whether boom boom who we love here by the way uh we expect him to get younger actually for this season i, I mean yes yeah, it's, it's just it's it, they've just it's almost like okay where was our problem okay we lost faku last year we already had a, a problem at the point guard because lavrovitola just wasn't the answer who do we bring in Toma Hortel, Nigel Williams, Goss. Perfect. You've got a big guard and Goss, strong body. And Toma Hortel, if you need someone to get hot quickly and play zero defense, he's your guy. Yeah. And then you've obviously got, okay, Hortel, one way player, great. You've got a problem. Adam Hanger. I mean, it's just the perfect, okay, where can we hide Toma Hortel? Okay, bring in Adam Hanger. There's this, your answer. This is perhaps, I mean, I, I'm not even, I, I thought of bringing up the entire mobility thing with Vincent Poirier, but here's something that is perhaps the most underrated move, I think, of the entire summer. And that is the one of Adam Hanga. The reason is you can put at the same time, perhaps two of the best wing defenders on a court at all times. And we're talking Adam Hanga and Jeffrey Taylor. And you can, you know, you can back them up and put around them like a, an extremely offensive oriented guys. And all of a sudden, you have, you have options that, for the life of me, I don't remember when Madrid, and you know what, Let, not just Madrid, give me a, a different EuroLeague team that had that option. Yeah, and an underrated part of Hanga's game is he can, and he, he did for Barcelona the last few years, a secondary ball handler. You look at the Madrid roster, you've got Hertel, Williams-Goss, Alisson, Sergio, Fab Corsair, Adam Hanga, Alberto Abalde. Rudy Fernandez, that's I could seven potential ball handlers, secondary ball handlers. The movement on this roster is going to be insane. And everyone is just tall enough. I could see almost that. Let's just switch everything, leave Eddie in the paint and see what happens. Probably all hell's about to break loose. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, we're talking Madrid, and we can say that a team that had perhaps the second most impressive summer is the one that almost made no moves. And that is Anadolu Efes. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think everyone went into the summer like expecting, okay, one of them has to leave. There's no way, there is no way they can keep both. And somehow, like, okay, they got a little bit, I say, less experienced in the front court. I think Philippe Petrosev is a really good signing. But keeping Larkin and Misic is just... I mean, you can't really ask for a better summer. The questions that, that remains are essentially, I think, regarding the age of some of the players on the roster. And, I mean, Shana Lee, Sertak Shana Lee, he became a, a key piece for, for Coach Ataman. So losing him, it's... I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm... I'm look, Petrusa Philip is a great guy, no doubt about, hands down. But now you're talking about a guy who is expected to fill in some big shoes and he's a rookie, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, he's raw, extremely raw. But then I suppose you've got, you've still got Tibor Plage, you've got Brian Dunstan. Okay, there. Are, are you going to get a full season out of both of them and Mormon and Singleton? Probably not. But the, the pieces are there. I would say they maybe got, they've potentially got better in the front court, but potentially there's a bit of a downgrade there as well. It's 
it's how much Pedrosev takes the EuroLeague game. If he comes out swinging, then oh, oh shit, they've got a player. But if not, then well, that just means that more work for Larkin and Misic, which is nice and easy on the eyes. We're staying in Turkey. We're going to move on to Fenner, which had, safe to say, what, an interesting season? Uh, what yeah. was it there? Yeah, so I, I, I sat there and I thought, I'm going to do who, like, where I think teams will finish in EuroLeague. And I looked at Fenner and my first instinct was Fenner got a lot better this summer, like 100%. And then when I actually sat and looked at it, I went, okay, Vera Henry, very much an upgrade over Lorenzo Brown, for sure. But the same problem still there. Not much of a shooter. He's a big guard, but you can step off him. Then, okay, Paul Inara, yes, great signing. And he'll bring that little bit of energy, but they're just lacking that X factor. I just, I, I can see a playoff spot, but I'm not sold. It's like you're missing that badass mofo, essentially. Yeah, like Nando De Colo, he, he, he can be that guy. I think there is a little bit of hope left of Goodrich maybe being that type of guy, but I see him more as a complimentary player. I just feel they're really, really... They're a player away. A player away. That's strange, you know, to say it about a team like Fenner having a guy like Vesely. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, Vesely, you know what you get with Vesely at this point. Like, he's going to come in. He'll, the energy will be there. He can be a bit of a pain, but he, he's not a... He doesn't move the needle enough for me anymore. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I, I'm much, I'm much more intrigued about the possibility of a, a Polinara Booker front court just for the energy, just to see what happens, or even move Polinara to the five for a spell. Maybe Goodrich, Deshaun Pierre, Nando De Colo, Pierre Hendry. It's a big, fast, strong lineup. I think there's potential there, but a player away. That's what I'll say about Fenner. Good, good season given the circumstances. Obviously, coach changed that late. In the off season, not ideal. It's but. you know when you think about it, it's like I, I don't want to say necessarily a player away, but something that will provide more balance. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I just like held Nando De Colo is oh, he's thirty four, like he's not young, and neither this are roster we. is neither are we. Yeah, I mean neither are we. But you know, I'm not expected to go out and drop at least at least 18 twice a week so no I just feel I mean obviously they lost the legend that is Bobby Dixon um, but I just I don't know durability durability is my big concern with this roster I think I, I can say the same thing though for FS because Dunstan is not a kid anymore and you know no single yeah exactly and Kruno also not a kid anymore so you know you got this Will they, you know, can they? But, you know, time will tell. Let's move to, uh, where is it that you want to go next in Europe? Well, it would be wrong of us to skip over. I mean, let's just get them out of the way just now because they, they are what they are. Seska Moscow. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's, let's open this can of worms that is their off-season. Okay. I'll start off then. So... Emmett says, no, this is just like what Emmett says, because you wrote it. He said, like, they're in the final four. That's the only thing I'm willing to give it. It's a constant. But yeah. I'm going to continue I mean, saying and let it and move it over to you, saying I'm not so sure. Like, yes, I expect them to make final four. 
and I do say it every year, the most vulnerable version. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm looking at the depth chart just now. I went, okay, there's just too many like, red flags on this roster to make me think, do I think they will make the final four? Probably. Do I think it will be like as straightforward as, yeah, they're in the final four, no problem, see you in May? Definitely not. Alexi Sved, if he's healthy, okay, you might get some good games. You're also going to get some games where he turns the ball over 10 times. Daniel Hackett, not young. Will Clyburn had a few injury problems. And then you get in the front court. Shengelia, he had a pretty bad injury last year. Milutinov, same situation. Okay, they added Gregonis. I think that's a really good signing. But otherwise, when you take what they had and what they've added, I would say, we said it earlier in the summer, I think this is the weakest I've ever seen a Sesco team. You know, sometimes I dream at night that maybe Mike James could have stayed in Cheska and just let, you know, let's just let it roll and see like how it goes between Shved and him together. Oh, I mean, nightmare, absolute nightmare. That's that's like, you. okay, I'm a, I am like a 12-year-old. What do I want? I want two guys that will put up 30 a night. That'll do the job. Front court, who needs a front court? One ball, two <laughs> players, let's go. Just put them there to set the screens, even if you need them, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like, find me just some guy who is at least six foot nine. Then we'll, we'll work with it, it's fine. But no, it's... Um, ah. no, I, 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 don't think, I don't think it would have worked, but it would, just, it, it would, would have been just fun, yeah. fun to watch. Just, just to see how many games they could potentially win on their own. And more importantly, how many games would it be until they have to be physically separated because one of them's taken a shot from the other one? That's a good question. But, you know, we, we've seen James in lot, and like teams that they had a few guys capable of taking glass shot and it never got physical, like, you know, in a way. I mean, yeah, that is... But Shved shot selections are like, that's completely different. Which... That's like a complete different discussion. We can have, you know, we can have a few episodes. <laughs> like no, no podcast can be that long, so we'll skip over Sved's shots. Like, yeah, yeah, and just um, say bad, bad thing sometimes. Yeah, like, so, so, like it's like Mike James takes some questionable shots, but he's got the confidence and ability to pull them off. Like I, say, mm, the biggest difference okay. to me is that Mike James can create create spacing, you know, to himself. Yeah. At the highest of levels, it's like it's him, it's Shane, and maybe this year we'll see Scotty doing that again. But we'll we'll get to Maccabi and and, and Scotty Wilbekin. In the meantime, yeah. Cheska, I'm worried. I'm not gonna lie, and I expect them to make another signing. I do not know for the life of me because we're we're already late into the season, like to the preseason kind of thing. So yeah, like I I can't like obviously Atudis is not big on rookies, and I get it, but. I think he's going to have to take someone that falls off an NBA training camp roster and plug that gap. So it'll be interesting to see who he picks up. Now, I thought they might have made a play for Hollis Jefferson, but apparently he, he's apparently he's off to Turkey, which is surprising. I thought he might have got a Euroleague look, but Besiktas apparently is the place to be. The money is always the place to be, especially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he gets paid the money, that's a separate conversation, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Jessica, do I think they'll make the play? Like they'll make the playoffs. Done. Do I think they make the final four? Maybe. 
I agree. Let's, okay. let's move to Zenit. And we'll keep... Yes. 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 Uh, so Zenit, I love their moves. I think they can be a, a, a lock in the final four potentially, but then, bam, they lost Chabaz Napier. That's, that's a loss. Yeah. That's, I mean, great signing. Is he a Pangos replacement? Probably not at that level, but yeah, huge loss. And I, I mean, you know, he's going to get back eventually, but there is also Will Thomas. Now, he's not with them anymore. And he's kind of the, uh, it's, it's not like an unsung hero kind of thing in a hierarchy. For me, it was more of a, you know, that kind of OG kind of guy that helps from his experience and very physical, very tough who you do not want to play against sometimes because, you know, you're, you're left with a few good marks on your body. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yes, when you look at that roster, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nice players. Will Thomas is not that nice guy. Will Thomas is the, oh, we've got, we've got a horrible, we're, we're playing in Istanbul on a Thursday night and we need a win. He's your guy. He's a brawler. He's a brawler. Yeah. yeah. So where, where do you put them? Because for me, lock in the playoffs, it's a Chavi team. It's a Chavi Pasquale team. So playoffs, I expect them, depending on when they're getting Shabazz back or if they'll have to bring someone else. You know, again, that's the question here. Before that, I would even be comfortable enough seeing Final Four. I I was actually about to say before before the issue with Shabazz, I was going. I actually had them as home court, home court in the playoffs. Lock it in right now. If he's a little late coming back, or they have to try and get someone else in, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. But I think they could be in for a a rough start to the season and playing a lot of catch up. No doubt. Now. If we imagine, try to imagine, like, you know, the Mike James, uh, uh, Alexi Shved fantasy, I have a different one for you. And this could easily become a nightmare rather than a fantasy. Now, OJ Mayo <laughs> and Kazan in Unix with, uh, uh, well, they have their Lorenzo Brown. They have their, uh, uh, well, a lot of guys, they brought Super Mario Hazonia. Now, I'm like, okay. And this is like a Velimir Prasovic team. We're talking old school guy. We're talking Yugo Plastica, like old school kind of guy. Yeah, this, this is a, I mean, this roster is, is wild. It, like, it's like, okay, they've got Mario, they've got Lorenzo Brown, Isaiah Cannon. Okay, like they know they've only got one ball, but it'll be fun to watch. And then bang, last minute, OJ Mayo, throw him into the equation. I have no idea. Nobody knows what kind of OJ Mayo you're going to get. No idea. No idea whatsoever. Will it be fun? Yes. Will it be chaos? Absolutely. And I live for the chaos. It's like now we have two Emmets on the show. Yeah. Yeah, just just slightly, ever so slightly different accents. Just as a, I think there's like a 20-minute flight separating us at the moment. So, yeah. Well, but no, um, no, it's, it's the chaos. And it's, listen, they could, they, with that amount of talent on the roster, they could make a real playoff push, but yeah. they could also self-implode in the most spectacular of fashions. So Kimki essentially. Kimki on steroids, yeah. Like, yeah. It was like if Kimki was a Pokemon, this is the next level. This is what they evolved to. And it's Super Mario and OJ Mayo, which is like it sounds like a great night out. Like the Unix nights out will be amazing. Because then you've got like Warren Savage in there, like old man, Tony Jakiri, yeah. Seems kind of cool. 
where, where do all these guys fit in? John Brown? I, I don't know. Do I think that roster will look the same by Christmas? Definitely not. Yeah. Um, you know, when you said like ever so slightly with Emmett, to me, the first thing that came to mind is, is us on our night in Belgrade trying to recreate scenes from Braveheart. That did not <laughs> well. Yeah. Do, do you know what? That, that's what? that is what this Unix roster will be. It will be Braveheart. When they win, it will be spectacular. But when they lose, it will be a bloodbath. And someone will lose the head. So bottom line, we're saying fighting for the, the playoffs. Yeah, I'd put them in. I'd put them on the bubble. Either either so, 18 or nine nine to eight. Yeah, so I've got them in. The, like, there's a sweet spot for me. It's like seven through 12 where uh, anything could happen. Yeah, and with them, everything can really happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, if there was a documentary on this team that comes out in a few years, would I watch it? Yes, absolutely. I think it would be amazing. Okay, so... We've covered the Russian teams. Where do you want to travel next, my friend? Oh, it's, let's, let's head closer to you and talk about Maccabi. Ooh, okay. Let's do this. Now, did they have a good, did they have a good summer? I'll leave this. This is your area of expertise. So, the ins, the outs, the moves Maccabi made. We talked about them earlier in the summer. What's your thoughts? I think they made, like, first of all, snatching up Jalen Reynolds like this after the season he had is that's a mega move. Now, in the past couple of, uh, well, not, not, not a couple of days, but look, bottom line, their moves were quick, they were swift, they were sharp on the market. It's, it's one of those cases where you're saying, oh, I just, you know, I just, I, I can't wait to start watching them, when they, what they can do. Because you got Eric Williams, you have James, James Nunnally. I mean, they got much more ball handlers from last year. Um, they have much more athleticism. They have more options in terms of small ball to, when we're talking in uh, game styles. A lot, a lot of guys that can pressure the ball. And on top of that, there is, a, uh, you know, there is another player that you know, we, we reported long ago that if everything goes fine with him and his rehab, is expected to join again. But in the meantime... We're not going to address it because he's not with a team. Uh, well, what I'm going to say is we have, when, when we're talking Maccabi, you have to put into the equation COVID because COVID happened. They had five cases. Uh, some of the players were uh, symptomatic and um, the team just had its third practice or four, depends how you look at it, like full practices with a full roster or four, depending how you're looking at it. And the reason I'm saying this is their first practice was August 30th, then COVID happened. Then they got back practicing. And on the 18th, I think it was, they got back uh, practicing. So on paper, yes, they have a team that can fight for the playoffs for sure. Maybe even I can say it can make it, um, but right now, it's, it's kind of a touch and go. It's a critical situation in a lot of ways for me. It all depends on how will they survive the first few rounds of the EuroLeague because they had like a, their schedule is relatively good in terms of building confidence. They had like, you know, the easy teams, if you can say, even easy teams in the EuroLeague, but right at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's teams you want to play early in the season and there's teams you definitely don't. Exactly. So now, uh, potentially, they are playing the, 
the relatively more comfortable games at the beginning with all the problems and only then facing the, the juggernauts. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know. It's, it looks, I, I think Nunnally and Williams add a different dimension to the team from last year. Uh, do I think McCabe have gotten better? I mean, Jalen Reynolds, yes. Massive addition. But Zuzman, Brian, Dorsey, that's, that's a lot of firepower. I agree about the firepower, but here's the thing. Nunnally can definitely shoot the ball. No doubt about it. Okay, uh, yeah. You have Scotty, who obviously, you know. Yeah, you need a big season from Scotty. Big season from Scotty. And these, like, the, the guys they brought in, they're all capable of shooting. I mean, yes, they lost a tremendous shooter with, with Dorsey. Um, I am very intrigued by Cam Taylor, by Cameron Taylor, like to see how his uh, early rookie season can go. Um, the thing is, I think they gave up perhaps a few, uh, you know, in terms of shooting percentage from deep, not by a whole lot, but, you know, still. But in order to get a much more biting backcourt, like okay. a backcourt that's going to come at you, you know, time and again, like throughout the game. Yeah. I mean, I think like Nunnally, Williams, Scott Wilbekin, because another part of Scott Wilbekin's game, he's a great facilitator. And now he has fast moving targets. That should hopefully open up the floor, make life a little bit easier. But I'm just not sold that they've made enough to get back into the playoffs. Again, I think that on paper, we would have talked completely different if we would have had the chance to watch them play in preseason tournaments because we had a better indication. Because, again, this is like a very interesting roster when you look at it, just like on paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's potential there. Um, I mean, I, I said to you earlier in the summer, I, I think they need... I think they need a big guard, a very specific big guard. Um, but, well, you don't know. Wait and see. I believe he's still on the market. We're going to talk about this after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think I, that Maccabi are in my, they could do something, but I would, I'd be more surprised if they did something rather than not. So like, Unix, you're putting them in that bubble of 7 to 12? Yeah, they're in my 7 to 12 bubble. They're actually right next to Unix in my, on my power rankings, if you will. Okay, so, I mean, we're in Israel. Why not just go to Greece? <laughs> yeah, Let, let's, let's move across a, a team that could have a good season to two teams that Olympiacos. have a good season. Olympiacos, will, I mean, they, their moves in market are immense. I just love each and every one of them. Okay. Uh, I mean, I agree. Their moves have been good. Um, I really, really liked the addition of them. I'm just going to make sure I get his name right. Like Tyler Dorsey. Yes, Tyler Dorsey. Great. Thomas Walkup. Good. Uh, I just... I'm not sure. I just There's something about this roster that's worrying me, and I can't put my finger on it. I just can't... I can't see it. Front court athleticism, because maybe um, Martin... Awesome, Martin. You know, he had a good, very good season last year, but he didn't prove himself, I think, as that guy. Like, you know, when you're looking at, a, at, at Dunstan-like guys, like Othello Hunter, like, I mean, I'm not talking in terms of, of body frame. 
right, or abilities. I'm just talking pure dominance and having that effect on a game. Like he's good. No, I'm I'm not trying to argue that. Oh yeah, but it's like I'm I'm thinking maybe you're missing that guy that can change the game, because I mean, look, they have him at the five. Are they though lacking a bit of athleticism in the four? I think so. I mean, I I love Sasha. I I I think he's oh, very Sasha is just, He's an assassin. Come on, he's an assassin. Yeah, um, it, it, it's just you know what you get in his buckets, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think that might be. I just I, I feel they are very gravitationally challenged, shall we say? They are they they are not good. They're not going to see them on many highlight reels for athletic plays. But I think there could be some solid basketball played out of that team. I think they'll be a lot better than last year. But I still don't think that they are on my teams on the outside looking in. They are bottom of the pile for me. I don't think they'll get. I don't think they'll get close to the playoffs. So Olympiacos, to me, um, I love the move. I love each and every one of their moves. Like I said, it um, for me, I think they are uh, they're pretty much a lock in the playoffs. Like I don't see how many teams can challenge that. If they let's just say that, I will be more surprised with them not making the playoffs than with them making the playoffs. If that makes okay. sense. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So you you view them similar to how you Maccabi. Okay. But the I didn't say over Maccabi. You still have another team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah. So okay. Because I like the moves. I just their their limitations concern me. But then let's let's move across and discuss. You know, put them in a bubble. Bloody hell. Okay. And the, the this the the big the big the big the big bloody bubble. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So Panathinaikos. Out. Uh, oh yeah, geez. I'm so glad you said. I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. I've looked at the roster and I've looked at it again and again, and I just, I can't see anything good. There's just, I mean, okay, they lost Mario. That, that's a problem. I just, I uh, know. TJ Bray retired, 29. Weird. Fair enough though. Um, no, like when you like the depth chart: Kendrick Perry, Nedovich, Papa Petru, O'Carroll White. Papagiannis. So no, I can't. I I can't. I can't see when I look at this banner roster. I can't see them making the playoffs. Probably not even the playoffs in Euro Cup. It's just it's such a weak roster. I was about to tell you to move on to the next team until you said not even the playoffs in the Euro Cup. No, genuinely, I like. I think off the top of my head, like this Pana team, Partizan would beat them. Bologna would beat them. Valencia would beat them. Juventus. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm of course I'm going to say that, but yeah, I think they beat them. There's just there's just no power there, and the stars they do have, like they rely a lot on Nedovic in that backcourt, and he's just so unhealthy. I mean, we wish him to be healthy, but you know, it's a long season, so for him, hopefully he will. But even if you, you know what, say he's healthy, he's 100 percent throughout the season. He's still not enough. He's like alone. That, that, that's unfair to ask him. Yeah. Yes, I mean, will he put up numbers? Yeah. Will those numbers convert into wins? No. He's just one-man mission, um, which probably takes us nicely from his failed one-man mission to probably the most entertaining one-man mission in Europe this season on the exotic coast of Monaco. Let's talk Mike James in Monaco. Okay. It's Vesna Mitrovic. It's 
Donata Smoti Yunas, I think, and what is that's his like re debut in the Euroleague, or it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while, yeah, crazy interesting signing, crazy interesting signing. Also, Will Thomas is there, so you know, Will Thomas, Brock Moulton, but Leo Westerman as well. I actually forgot he signed there until I looked up the roster, and like, yeah, Rob Gray, assassin, like, I, lo I loved watching him last year in Euro Cup. Um, very, very good player. Dark horse. They, they're going to be soon. Yeah, they will. They will be fun to watch. And then obviously Mike James. Just that. Just throw a Mike James into the equation. That okay, this team will they do anything? Probably not. And then oh, Mike James went okay. They're they're going to get a few wins. Mike James teams don't lose. Yeah, they're they're the dark horse for me for sure. Um, they they can you know accidentally make it to that like eleven ten. Kind of thing. Yes. Like they won't, they won't make any like major splashes. I think like that's the perfect spot for like 10, 11, that sort of range. They won't, they won't make it cause any problems in the playoff picture, but they will cause problems for other teams because other teams probably a month ago were looking at Monaco and went, okay, that's two wins. Let's chalk them up. Now you're thinking, oh no, hang on. Mike James is going to come play in. I could probably like pick right now what games Mike James is going to go off for 30 in. And uh, probably, you know, really the Russian one? team and Italian team. Yeah. Just the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, so I, I just, I mean, they're going to be fun. They could be fun. I imagine there'll be a lot of frustrating games and probably a few blowouts. But yeah, it's, um, I'm interested to see if, how, how many points Mike James scores this season. Well, I can think about a couple of teams that he would like to score like 35, 40, maybe 45 against. But, you know, who knows? You know, it's just. Yeah. And my wild. Like, I'm sure like Etudis is probably having nightmares already. But, you know, that's that's his problem. Not just him, but yeah. Uh, let's move yeah. to our second French team. And that is Villarban. And I'm saying nope. No, I mean, listen, right? they, they had. They will get they will get a few wins at home on the account of it's it's quite a noisy place to go and play. It's they seem to do well there, but when you look at the roster, it's just it's lacking. I mean, obviously they will get you will you will tune in and watch them, but it's not to watch them. It's to watch Wambanyama among others. Yeah, I mean, among others. Okay, am I am I interested to see how Okobo gets on for sure? But I'm there to watch Wimbanyama. That's you're not watching Asphalt, you're watching Wimbanyama. If he doesn't get minutes, you're not watching. Yeah, but that's the place to be for a lot of NBA scouts when you think about it. And that's where they'll probably yeah. so we, we bound to have like at least a lot of interest in Villarban next year for like this season for sure. Uh but you know, bottom area of the table for me. Oh yeah, they're right, like right down the bottom. Um and listen, there's worse places to go scout than, you know, the French coast. So there are some places, some benefits of Guimbanyama dipping down there, although not where I would have went. So I, I guess this leaves us with just the German teams, right? Or have we got more? We we have missed a few. We, we have missed one. Yeah, Barca and, and Basconia. Yeah, Barca and Basconia. And then the Germans saw... So, Let's go. Let's go Barcelona first. So they've had, they've had a Barcelona. 
similar, I would say. They made some nice moves, made some not some nice moves. Um, their big problem right now is Abrines. He's injured. Don't know how long for. He's just had surgery. That's that's a that's a big issue for them. I think it's about four months out, actually. Uh, if 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 I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think I think that was the uh, the announcement. But again, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. So, um, I mean, that's a huge loss, especially when you look at like you look at their backcourt, right? And you see like Abrines and you see Corey Higgins. And Corey Higgins is Corey Higgins, but he's not like that same guy that we saw in Chaska. He's still that unsung hero, but you know what? I think that he needs another guy next to him because not because he's not good. He's amazing. Honestly, every team that I'm assembling, I'm taking him with me. Easy as. Oh, yeah. It's just like we're seeing how competitive the EuroLeague is getting. And it's that same place where we're talking. It's not fair to expect from one guy, especially in the next few months, to to expect from him to uh, to kill each and every night. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's it's difficult because when you look at the roster right now, they are probably going to have to start Nigel Hayes at the three. Nigel Hayes, very good signing, but he's not a three. So then you've got the problem where okay, you go you go small. Do you play Mabrovitola? I'll come back to him in a second. Calathus, Higgins, then go straight into Hayes. Miritich, should play him some of the five? Try space the floor out? You know, I you, don't know. You said that Maccabi lost a lot of firepower. We cannot overlook the lack of firepower. It's pretty much, it's practically non-existent right now in, in this Barca roster. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they added the perfect bench point guard. My man, the legend, that is Nicola Provitola. And to those... Personally, I think he looks better in green, but I won't hold it against him. The thing is, what you're not seeing is Luis holding up uh, uh, a jersey, a game jersey of, of La Provitola. Uh, to those who don't know, uh, well, you know, Luis is a diehard. I bleed uh, green. I bleed green. So they say. Luckily... We have we haven't tested that uh, hypothesis. Yeah, not yet. But no, Nico, you broke my heart when you left for Real, and you broke it a little bit more when it's back to Barca. But you know what? You're close enough. As long as you don't drop forty on us this season, I won't cry. But yeah, no, they've um, they've lost a lot of firepower, and I think losing Powell, Although have they lost Powell? To be confirmed. Um, but that's the thing. We're talking firepower, right? The, the thing that I, I, I'm, I'm failing perhaps to, to comprehend here is we're talking to Shara's team. When we saw Shara's coaching um, Jaguaris, you saw all these options they had from the perimeter. And yeah, they, they've got none. Exactly. And that is what, what like, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is strange. But yeah. you know, he's an amazing basketball mind. So, like, I'm expecting him to do the the adjustments and to from Barca to the for the very least home court, home court advantage team final four bounded because look uh, but here's the thing I'm still missing that badass guy coming off the bench in the four position to back Miritich up yeah um, no because it's like what I'm looking at the 
their depth chart right now. So right now they've got Calathus and Labrovitola at the one, Higgins and Jokobaitis at the two, the three, Nigel Hayes, Kyle Kuric, Sergio Martinez, Alex Abrinas. Abrinas, yeah, he, he, I would probably put Abrinas at the three. Kyle Kuric, no, he's a two. Sergio Martinez, he's a four five. Nigel Hayes, four five. They, they need, they need that badass wing two meters guy. What do you do? I just, I hit stuff and occasionally dunk the ball. That's what you need. Yeah, and all, essentially athleticism also lacking. So it's, it's yeah. a about you're coming from an, an era of like you know I can say the the same for myself that where we've seen teams who are not as athletic but they were they were like badass brawlers. Is this where basketball is heading again? Like to to I mean, history repeating itself? Yeah, I mean, I, I know last year we seen a lot of Brandon Davies was stepping. He he wasn't the Zalgiris Brandon Davies. He was stepping out of the paint. He was knocking down the three. Okay, that's that's cool, but. I mean, Calathus is not a driver. He, he, he's not got that, that step to get down to the basket. Jokobaitis, that's small. Labrovitola, that's not his game. He can go inside. I just I, I just can't see where, where the points are coming from. Yeah. But do I think they will? Be, do I think they'll be in the playoffs? Yeah, no, absolutely. But, but again, my question here is, do you remember where we saw so many brawlers kind of thing, not necessarily the athletic lineup. I mean, the game is essentially the same game, like, you know, very perimeter oriented. I mean, it goes without saying, but especially for this version of Barcelona, is this enough not having, you know, being a team that with a coach who likes that, that kind of, you know, having these guys that can shoot the ball, but not having enough of them. Do you know, I'm going to say something crazy and it will take, this will take you down memory lane. Do you know what this Barcelona roster reminds me of? The glory days of Marcy Huertas, Joe Inglis, CJ Wallace. I, I, like, just find a four-man that can... Nashbar. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Lorbeck. Lamp. Yeah, though. Um, it just, it doesn't, like... It, like there's some, there is talent on this roster, but it does not make sense. When we're talking about Barcelona, you brought up that lineup, but for me, it was... What made them so special was that year where they had like uh, um, Fran Vasquez, they had Kosta yeah. Perovic, and they had like Pani, and uh, also like five percent. You're you're talking. I mean, just playing against such a team, you're getting like you're getting hit. You're getting pounded with the starter, with the second guy coming off the bench, and with the third. That was a painful team to play against. Oh yeah, like every player knew how many fouls they were getting every game. You you were spending a lot of time in the line. It's amazing, uh, but you but know, the, that, yeah, that's that's Barcelona, and we still have Basconia. Uh, interesting team. Sadly, not the versions we uh, we were we, we got used to see over the years. I'm saying no playoffs for me. No, no, I think I I think it was just this this is now. I hate to say it, probably for a few years. This is going to be the Basconia we've got. I mean, Jason Granger, he's not a needle mover. Marinkovic, I think, is nice. And I think it would be good to see a lot more of the younger Kuroks because I think he'll get a lot of game time. But no, not for me. I just, I, It just feels like a team that isn't finished. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So now we're only left with Germany. So I'll, I'll just put it here. 
Alba Berlin. Oh, G- G- Germany plus one. Plus one. We forgot our Lithuanian cousins. Oh, I have not. I've kept them. <laughs> like they're they're going to be the last ones we're uh, we're going to deal with. But awesome. Okay, Germany. Al- Alba Berlin. Nice additions. No for me. Bayern Munich. No, I. Nice moves. It's a Trinkieri team, so 10-11 kind of thing. Like, they're, yeah. they're not going to have the same season like last year. Oh, no, no way. L- last year, flash in the pan. Um, but no, I just I can't see it. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't foresee a German team in the playoffs again. Um, it's just yeah. Alba. Alba's big problem this year was obviously they lost their coach. They lost. They lost them. I mean, they, I know they lost Fontesio. They lost Peyton Silva, but Siva, sorry, um, but no, losing Eto, big loss. And with that, we have a Jalgiris team to talk about. Oh, I mean, interesting summer. Indeed, it, it, that's that's probably the word I would use for it. I just I I don't know. I mean, could they could be good? Bubble, but there's Easy yeah, bubble. there's just there's. Too many variables. I mean, Moody Moody could be interesting watching. Yes. So is Josh. He's got the size. He's quick. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, when you look at that, the, there is a, a very specific reason as to why I'm bringing up like a guy like Josh Nebel, because he's going to be very dependent on the guard playing next to him. Oh yeah. And and that's a thing. And you have him, and you have Jafri Laverne. So you got like two big bodies, very athletic, which is interesting. Uh, I definitely see them potentially in the bubble. Yeah, um, I, I would put that in the, the they're not they're not going to be great. They're not going to be terrible. I think they will cause problems for other teams. So they're a team that you're going to look at by the end of the season. Why did we not make the playoffs? But Jalgiris, the Jalgiris game. That's that's what's done it for Jalgiris, Maccabi. These sort of games that will cause problems. But I don't know. I think uh, they are very athletic. I expect them to run a lot. Which I don't know if it'll suit Illinois, um, but the rest of the team, yeah, like Niles Giffey, Josh Nebo, Moody, Stelniex, they'll, they'll get up and down. Oh, I agree. But uh, the question here that remains is: we have a lot of teams that we're seeing bubble, then others are not making it. So let's just sum it all up. Let's play hot or not, Euroleague Sweet Sixteen version. Now the way it goes. Extremely hot or muy caliente is their playoff. Sorry, not playoff, but they are final four bounded. Hot playoff team, not hot, you know, perhaps bubble. And yeah, cold as well, you know, just not. Just it's it's a not. Don't even say cold, just say not. So let us begin. Are you ready? Born ready. And I have waited for you to say this. I am not lying. So, let's begin. Anadolu Efes. Hot, muy caliente. I'm with you on that. Muy caliente. Cheska. Lock. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot. Yeah, hot for me as well for now. Uh, Barcelona, I'm saying muy caliente. I'll agree, but I'm not convinced. Okay. Um, Kazan, for me, that's like a not. I mean, they are. Yeah, I'll go not. No, they're on the bubble. They're on the bubble. 
Um, well, you know what, they're not, well, if, if it's bubble, it's like, it's somewhat hot, I guess. And yeah. here it is that we forgot to talk about Milan. <laughs> I, I just realized that I'm looking at, we, we've not covered every team, we, we forgot Milano. <laughs> okay, um, so, okay moves, aging roster, I'm concerned for them. They have a big lack of athleticism in the front court. Their back court is getting older and older. Am I worried? Yes. Bubble with, I'd say, perhaps just making it to the playoffs, but not like they're not going to be in the long run the same team they were last year. Oh, no, definitely not. Like Kevin Punter, Zach Liday are big losses. Um, big shoes to fill. I can't see it. I think they'll be outside looking in come final four time, but I think they'll lock for the playoffs. Yeah, hot. Zenit, for me, Potentially muy caliente, but because of the Shabazz Napier injury, I'm seeing hot. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go hot. Hotter. Very hot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Monaco, that is a not for me. Yeah. No, I wish they were hot, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid, honestly, extremely hot. Oh, yeah. I, I am comfortable saying this is the best Madrid team we have seen since Doncic. Wow. That is, that is a statement. Yeah. Okay. Both Greek teams. I'm going to say Panathinaikos. That's a not for me. And Olympiakos, um, relatively hot. Yeah. Panathinaikos, Stone Cold. Yeah, the oven has not been turned on. Olympiakos, they're on the bubble for me. So relatively hot. Yeah. All right. Look warm. Okay. Alba Berlin, I'm not looking to insult. I'm not going to say hell not. I'm just saying not. They're not for me. Yeah. Nah. M- move on. <laughs> well, and let's stay with the German cousins, Bayern. Yeah. No. Exactly. I'm still with you, though. They're, they can be relatively hot, meaning like between bubble and somehow, I don't know, maybe because it's still trinkier. Uh, Fenner, hot. Uh, yeah. Hot ish. Heavy yeah. on the ish. Okay. Red Star, which we did not forget at all. No, we did not because they had such an impressive summer that somehow I didn't even think about them. No. <laughs> uh, you know what? We also forgot. We forgot <laughs> Kim Ki as well. <laughs> there, there's no Kim though. Come on. You're killing me here. But, like, honestly, look. Zvezda, for me, they're good. Good moves. I expect them to be competitive in the EuroLeague. Dark horse material borderline bubble kind of thing. I, I, a lot of their season is going to depend on how much they can fill up that arena because if they can get fans in and obviously Adam White, how quickly he comes back, yeah, that'll make it interesting. But uh, no, I mean, Nikola Kalinic was, was big news, but I just feel the rest of the roster has let him down. Yeah. So uh, relatively hard-ish. Yeah, bubble very much. I think uh, solid 10 through 12. No, I would say even 13 is okay for them, I think. Yeah, that, I mean, that'd be a good season, but I can also see a situation where they are a lot lower. Yeah. So, Villarban and Basconia both are not for me. Yeah, no, completely agree. Uh, terrible offseason. Moving on. Valgaris, hot ish, and same for Macau. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree on both of them. 
So with that in mind, um, the only thing we have left is to do the games of the week, which means the never wrong predictions. Here it goes. So the Thursday card is Monaco versus Panathinaikos, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Bayern Munich, uh, Milan versus Cheska, Real Madrid versus Anadolu Efes. Damn, I love this card. I'm not going to lie. I just, I love, I love this card. Uh, the Thursday yeah. card. The it's, it, it's worth it. Perfect. Yep. Uh, the Friday card is, you know, we have some very interesting encounters, but here they are. Uh, we have a Russian Derby, which is Unix Kazan versus Zenit. Uh, Fenner versus Vezda, always a great rivalry uh, in terms of somehow these games always find a way to become extremely interesting. As well, Jagris, Olympiakos Basconia, and Barcelona versus Alba Berlin. So, Luis, give me your two games to watch, you know, one from each, each card, and, uh, you know, your uh, well, nine picks. Okay, so game to watch Thursday night has got to be Real Efes. I mean, that is the perfect start to the season. You've got reigning champs, pr probably the two teams that had the best off-seasons. It's a really early test for both. Just lay down a bit of groundwork. Um, interest to see with the Madrid situation, if how many fans that they can get back in, how much of an impact that makes. Oh, Friday... Friday's tough. I'm going to go with the, the Russian derby. I'm going to go Unix Zenit just for the disaster factor. That is Mayo and Mario. That's what I want. That's what the people want. You know what? You just coined something new, the disaster factor. I like it. It is. I mean, so, so much could go wrong. So much could go right. Okay. So it will go wrong. <laughs> so let's go to your nine picks. Okay, my nine picks. Oh, okay. Uh, Monaco, Maccabi, Milano, Real Madrid. Oh, Unix Kazan. I can't believe I just said that. Um, Fener, Jalgiris, Olympiakos, Barca. Damn, that's interesting. I'm going to regret so many of them. Maybe yes, maybe no. One okay. might never know. Uh, uh, and I will hand it over to you now. Let's hear your two games of the week. Well, I am going with, uh, you know, Madrid versus Anadolu FS, though um, I will be attending the Maccabi Bayern one. So there's that. But I am, you know, if, if I had to pick one to watch, that's obvious. That's a given. Like Madrid FS, if you're not picking that one, you know, there's something very wrong with you. Um, and... I will pick just for this because I mean this could go either way. Barcelona, Alba Berlin. No, I'm just, oh. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love that, but not no, what I was expecting. Not really. Uh, I'm I'm going with uh, also with the Russian Derby, like Unix versus Zenit. Uh, my picks will be Monaco, Maccabi, Milan, Madrid. Uh, well, Zenit. Because still, it's a Xavi Pasquale team. I know they're missing Shabazz Napier, but still, it's like the disaster factor with, with Unix. That's just like it's too rich for my blood at this point in time. Um, oof, Fenner, Xavi, Olympiacos, Barcelona, and let's let's pick for Emmett as well. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do it to him. You know, I'm just going to let him. You know, enjoy it. I mean, he's going to need the rest. You know, I mean, just 
Gator wrestling? Really? Why? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's tough going. I mean, yeah, it is. could he be the missing piece of the front court that <laughs> Barcelona need? Just that brawler with all his Gator fighting. Who knows? Maybe that's what he really is. He is Paul Gasol's replacement. Heard it here first. You do know that he's listening to the show as well. So that, that's going to be an interesting second episode <laughs> if he joins that one. Or I mean, it all depends on his adventures at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And if we can't get Emmett, maybe we'll get Pal. Who knows? You're setting the bar really high, man. <laughs> Trying to get August over yeah. this show. I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean they, mu- they must have a club, these 40-somethings. So, You know... You can laugh at it as much as you will, but we're nearing that club. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, uh, uh, with me actually putting a smile on Lewis's face, which by smiling, I mean, like he's going to want to kill me for, for that joke. But still, uh, you know, I think it's time to call it a day. And um, as ever, you uh, can, you know, follow us wherever, whenever. We're going to pretty much upload the show to... Uh, a lot more platforms this year but before we do just that or actually you know by the time you're listening to it it has been uploaded but uh lewis where can they find you so you can find me on twitter at half glenny i'll warn you in advance most of my tweets are very very green related but it's going to be a good season and there'll probably be a lot of crying probably around march about teams in serbia but it's fine it's cool yeah not not, not uh, i mean I, I just love how positive you are about, about the month of March. Uh, and, you know, with that, you can always find me at I'm Team Scout and at MosesB1 on Twitter, the Facebook page of Team Scout and the website itself of TeamScout.net. And, you know, you can find Emmett as ever at Ballin Europe's various uh, social media platforms and Aris Barkas as well. So make sure you follow each and every one of them. And it's time to say... Till next time. Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done. Here we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blue to three. On the mark, David Blue. Oh, it's the highest. Now Spinelli's drives inside. Look for the out. Oh! Corey Higgins just exploding. EuroLeague Sweet 16. Exactly what you need.